I'll be starting at quarterback for the Jets on Sunday. Well, I guess Mike White will be, but it doesn't really matter. The Jets are eliminated from playoff contention. They will close their season in Miami looking to play spoiler and knock the Dolphins out as the Dolphins are on their second and maybe third string quarterback themselves. We'll preview Jets Dolphins, make our picks. Steve Serby of the New York Post will join us as we debate the future of Michael Fleur. Should the Jets fire their offensive coordinator early next week? Lots to discuss here on Gangs All Here from the New York Post. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to Gangs All Here, our New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. Jake Brown here alongside Brian Castello for what should be the second to last episode of the program. Steve Serby from the New York Post is going to join us in a little, just a little bit. He'll be our final guest of the season. I believe it's the first time he will join us this season as we'll look ahead to the season finale, Jets Dolphins. And we'll talk about that and everything Jets. Cause we'll start quickly here with uh, the unfortunate situation with Bill safety, Damar Hamlin, who is in critical condition after something that, you know, I've never seen that we may never see again, really with what happened Monday night during the game, Hamlin goes down, he collapses given CPR, he was taken to the hospital. Um, he had to be resuscitated twice. He's in critical condition. It seems to be heading in a positive direction. Cause now going from 100% of the ventilator to needing 50%. You know, we're sending our prayers here to him and his family. Everyone involved, this is just an unforeseen kind of circumstance, cause. And it was scary watching that in, in real time and, and seeing the reporters have to, like, reply to it and respond. Great job of the ESPN crew. Just a uh, scary sequence of events. Yeah, I actually, I was I was sleeping, Jake, so I didn't see it. I woke up to text and stuff about it. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a very brutal situation to deal with. And, you know, I, I don't know what happens now in terms of these games and what how they how they play games this weekend. And hopefully he's OK. And, uh, you know, they're not dealing with anything more here. But it's I think the NFL has a lot of tough decisions ahead, too, of, of how to handle this. For every team, uh, but especially for the Bills and how to proceed with them. And, and uh, you know, those guys saw something awful on the field on Monday night. I'm not sure how they get back on the field and, and put that out of their heads. Yeah, and the only decision was to, you know, cancel that game, maybe gets replayed. But right now, that does not matter. Let's hope tomorrow Hamlin comes back okay from this, and uh, we're sending our prayers that way. Um, one game left, cause here. The Dolphins, you know, the stuff said in practice uh, by Sal this week, not fair to point the finger at Michael Fleur for the offense struggles. He's going to defend his guy. Obviously, you know, it's we talked about it last show and we'll see what happens next week. You know, the scheduling wise, does something happen Monday? Does it happen Tuesday when, 
you know, they're back at the facility wrapping up the season. I don't think they owe anything to LaFleur to keep him. This is his first job as an offensive coordinator in the NFL. My personal opinion, I think if you're going in a different direction at quarterback, you can go and get a veteran offensive coordinator. If there's a Frank Reich, whoever. Ooh, why, would you want, why would you want the job? Well, I don't know. They bring in a car, Garoppolo. You don't have that, though. You don't have that. They're interviewing him in January. But if they say, hey, we're going to get a quarterback. Yeah, that doesn't mean that car, Garoppolo, is going to come here. So you're you're now, you're Frank Reich, and you have six job options, let's say, right? Why would you make the Jets? Salah's entering a year where he's going to get fired next year if they don't win, right? So you've got a coach on basically a, going on one year. They have no quarterback. No one with any credentials is going to come here. This is going to be like Todd Bowles' last few years where you're hiring John Morton or Jeremy Bates to be the offense coordinator. Like, if you wanted to do that, fine. But I think I just don't think I don't think anyone's going to come here that has any credentials. Maybe not a Frank Reich, but they can get someone who's been an offensive coordinator before. You still got Brace Hall. You got Garrett Wilson. You got tight ends. You you got, you know, Corey Davis. Corey Davis comes back. He might not. You have guys in the offense. They're going to get better on the offensive line. You can get know. someone, but no one, no one who has any options. Yeah. I mean, so there's only 32 of the job. Somebody will take it. But I'm just saying, if you think you're going to get somebody who actually has options at that job, who, you know, if whoever's getting hired in Carolina or Denver or India or whatever open jobs – those jobs are way more attractive because you're you know you're getting a few years like that's a new coach or you think you're getting a few years like obviously they could get fired for one year but coming here would be you're just this is a dead end job at this point. So your gut says Lafleur's thing. I don't know. I mean, I'm arguing that's what I would do. I don't know what Woody Johnson will do uh, if they lose Sunday and it's six in a row. There's going to be pressure on him to to you know someone has to pay that kind of stuff. So who knows what he does? I, I I don't know how Salah handles it. If he's told he has to fire Lafleur, you know, does he does he throw himself in front of the bus for him? I'm not sure. But just to me, I think I think it's simplistic to say, oh, fire this guy and move on. You've also invested two years, Jake. Like it's it's sort of like a new quarter. You know, when you draft a quarterback, Lafleur was a new coordinator. You've invested two years in developing the guy, and now you're going to throw him away. Like and. and Look, the offense has been terrible lately, but they are shot. They have how many good players do they have right now on this offense? Garrett Wilson, and that's it. There's nobody else who's good on this offense right now. The line is terrible. The running backs are shot. You know, other than Garrett Wilson, you're not getting much out of receiver. Quarterback play has been pretty bad, you know, for weeks. So, like, I think I just think it's a knee jerk reaction. Oh, someone fire him, fire him. I, like, you wanted to fire Jeff Ulbrich last year, right? How'd that work out? He went from their third defense in the NFL. You need, could you know why? Jeff Ulbrich did not become a better coach in six months. You know what happened? Well, he got players. He got Sauce Gardner. He got DJ Reed. Yeah. Carl Lawson came back. That's what they need. So if you want to fix the offense, get some players for Michael LaFleur. Get him a new quarterback. Get some real offensive linemen in here that, you know, that, that can play. That's what they need. They need, uh, you know, get a healthy Brees Hall back. If they do that, I think you give another year, you give this whole coaching staff just another year. You like If you want to change position coaches, you feel like Rob Calabrese isn't getting it done at quarterback, I can see you making some moves like that. But I just don't think, you know, fire no floor is going to magically change things here. It might not, but I, I do think I would like to see a change, especially if they lose and they close out a six-game losing streak. But you're, you'd like to see change for the sake, sake of change, though. I think they could get better. I think there could be a, a more creative play caller and a guy who's at least done it. I'm not saying so you have to install, Frank Reich, but you'd have to install a whole new system. Well, you're so going to have a new quarterback, so then you have to get time to do it. And you're going to have to get all new players, right? Because your offensive linemen, well, your offensive linemen were drafted to run this system. They're all zone blocking linemen, smaller, quicker. 
So now if you go to a different scheme, you're going to get bigger. You have to get all got eight months to do it. Let's go. Let's get rolling. But you've invested in Lake and Tomlinson. He's not going anywhere. He was brought here because he knows the system. Makai Becton's tweeting. He'll be back. So it seems like the theory about the theory about Garoppolo is he knows the system. So that goes out the window then, you know, and Derek Carr was benched for Jared Stidham. None of these quarterbacks are sure thing answers either. Although that was also for financial reasons, because now the money will not be guaranteed. I, yeah. He stunk. Look at what Jared right. Stidham, look at Jared Stidham did Sunday. He was better, you want to talk about a bad team Carr. too. He, outside Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, he doesn't have a ton working on that offense. Oh, okay, but that, that's not bad. Yeah, Man. no, I mean, Devontae those two Adams, are very Josh good. Josh Jacobs, you take them. Yeah. And like Jared Stidham did pretty well. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is the head coach, and we don't like we said it's it's Sean Payton or Robert Sala will be the Jets coach likely next season if Payton's a pipe dream. But uh, fan, a lot of fans have turned on him. I don't think he's getting fired. I would not fire him. But like even Joe Beningo, uh, you know, just after coming on with us, he wants Sala gone. Are you a little surprised by the turn, or is that just what comes to the territory with not making the playoffs? That's what Jets fans always do. Whatever way, whichever way the wind blows, they go with it. When you're winning, when they're winning, they overstate how good the team is. Like you know, they weren't that good in October, but people got carried away and didn't didn't weren't, weren't you know when you said oh they're winning in spite of the quarterback oh don't do that to Zach well they were it was overstated how good they were then it's being overstated how bad they are now it's you know this is the same group of people that you know wanted Adam Gase fired after like three games or whatever it was so it's you know that's how it goes uh they're fans that's that's they, they're not supposed to have any perspective you just you have to hope the owner of the team has more perspective than a fan I'm indifferent not solid but I would be I mean he is the guy who turned they they won more games this year than they won the last two years combined yeah. Like they, they didn't make progress this year. Um, it, like we keep saying, it's one more year, make the playoffs. Does not don't make the playoffs next year, you're fired. I mean, that's that that's simple. That's that's the expectation. I mean, that, I'll that's... say that's fair in, in context, right? Like if they go ten and seven and don't make the playoffs, I'm not sure he gets fired. Like it has to be context. I don't think it's, it's not as simple as make the playoffs or you get fired. Well, at this rate, eight and nine might get you in with how the AFC is shaping out. It's pretty uh crazy. Go into this final week where Mike White starting. I mean, I would just start Chris Strebler, to be honest. I mean, just here's my here's my plan, Jake. You want one every quarter. I want no, not every quarter. Every drive, one, and you stay on if you score a touchdown. So you just it's like winners in basketball. Strebler scored a touchdown. He gets the next series. Okay. Oh, he didn't. Okay, Zach, you're in. And and we, you know, let's just do it that way. The Flacco's number two this week for. I mean. God knows why. I mean, I'm sure Strevel will be active and they'll just they'll they'll finally have the package and they're going to end up winning because, of course, they'll win the game that doesn't matter. But they couldn't win the game that mattered in Seattle uh, as Tankathon tweets are coming out. The Jets are 13th pick. Now, if the Saints, Titans, Browns all win and the Jets lose, the Jets move to the 10th pick. Really? They, Top 10? I think that's it. Where there's where they got Garrett Wilson last year. So maybe they get another. Great player at number 10. If, you, if you're watching this game and locked in, you are a true diehard. I mean, for the Dolphins, it means everything. They need a win and a Patriots loss to the Bills. And this, if you want good quarterback play, this is not the game you'll be watching. Skylar Thompson versus Mike White. It got to the point, Cos, where they have signed Mike Glennon to the practice squad. Yeah, well, they're not sure about Bridgewater, right, Jake? Is that the latest? Yeah, I think Bridgewater he's still questionable. Play? Yeah. But – doesn't he have a broken hand? Like no, pinky. He's a dislocated pinky. pinky. Yeah. Okay. So they, they're. I think a lot. I think I just saw some tweets about McDaniel saying they're not sure if he could play. Either way, uh, it's not an idea. A guy with a broken pinky or a third string quarterback, not great for the Dolphins, who have you know done their own little collapse. The Jets have 
collapses worse, but the Dolphins are right up there. They look like a Super Bowl contender cause like six weeks ago. Now they might not even be in the playoffs. They need a win and some help, just like the Jets needed last week. What's your take? We we won't play the dramatic. I don't know if you listen to shows, but we add a little music bed under our the preview when we preview the game and make our picks. But this show, there will be no dramatic music. No dramatic music. Jets are one point favorites in this one, and they get a, a better broadcast crew than they got last week. How about that? Joe Davis and Daryl Johnson. You're lucky, Kaz. You did not have to listen to that game. Oh, I listened to it back when I watched it. I watched it back. Yeah. And I hope you had it rough. on mute. It was rough. <laughs> Break down the game. Make your pick. Well, yeah, it looks like Skylar Thompson is what they're talking about, Jake, because Bridgewater still can't throw a football. We're recording this on Wednesday. I don't, I don't know. I mean, Dolphins have everything to play for. The Jets don't. It's Skylar Thompson, though. God. I mean, this could be a freaking six to three game or something. At the I, under. I, yeah, Betty. What's the what is the under? Do you have it, Jake? I mean, it's got to be like might be twenty four at this point. It's um, this is gonna be this is gonna be a tough game to watch. Uh, I'll go I'll go Dolphins just because they're home. They have everything to play for. But like, I think this is a coin toss game. Thirty eight and a half is the over under. So um, probably take the under thirteen. Yeah, I'd go under thirteen. I I picked the Dolphins, but because it's Skylar Thompson and just because psychologically the fact that the Jets are going to end up winning a game that doesn't matter, I think it's going to happen. Have you looked on on Tankathon, Jake, of what happens the other way? Like how far the Jets can fall if they win this game? Can they fall down like 16, 17 in that area? I think if they if they win, that would put them at eight and nine. Yeah, they can go from 13 down to likely 16 or 17. <laughs> uh, so they could go anywhere from 10 to like 17 this week. So I'd like them to lose, obviously, like love them to lose. But I know because I want them to lose that they're going to win. I'm going to take the Jets here. Uh, I'll go 20 to 17. Is a popular score, so I'll take them in what's well, going to be an ugly, ugly game. I'll go nine six Dolphins, Jake. Nine to six, nice, nice score. Uh, and Zach Wilson in a game that doesn't matter is not going to be active. I mean, I probably want to start him, but I mean, the guy's not even active in this game. Is does Zach Wilson ask him just leave him there so he can go to South Beach and just hang out after you know? I would hope he's at club live or he's at one of the clubs there, you know, that night I, I don't, he'll be out Saturday night. If I was in Miami, I would be just going to the different clubs, seeing what jets. I they don't, they don't stay anywhere near Miami. So we'll, we'll get an Uber and get there somehow, some way. Well, we'll talk about this Jets season and this jets game with Steve Serby next on gangs all here. Do you still have full confidence in LaFleur? Yeah. You got to have the discipline to be able to go back and, and make sure that you're telling the truth about what's happening in the building and not coming away with knee jerk reactions that could derail what could be a pretty damn good football coach. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right. First time on this season, I think. You used to be a weekly guest, but, uh, you know, now you're bouncing from Jets to Giants and you're going over to a playoff team. Uh, Steve Serby. Long-time New York Post columnist. Follow him on Twitter at NYPost underscore Serby. Read his stories in the post at NYPost.com. 
Serby, will you be active for the Jets this week? Are you one of the quarterbacks? Are you going to get a get a series at any point? Wouldn't be a bad idea, would it, at this point? No, I've got a rib injury, and um, I'm really not 100%, so I'm going to uh, – I'm going to try to tough it out, but don't expect miracles. Kaz wants each guy to get a series and whoever scores sticks on. What's your game plan for Jets quarterback Sunday? For Sunday, it's Mike White. Mike White, he'll be better than he was in Seattle. He Look, that was not the Mike White that we've come to know and love. The guy was, the guy had a bad, a painful rib injury, and I'm sure he'll tell us more after the season ends. Is he the answer for the Jets next season? Probably not. I think he'll probably be a backup to either Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo because the Jets need to win next year. The Jets should be competing for a Super Bowl with a competent veteran quarterback next season. Who's your who's your who's your offensive coordinator, sir? <laughs> Would you stick with Mike LaFleur? Well, how about Zach? How about Zach Wilson? He he under he's gone under undergone two resets now. He should know the offense like the back of his hand. How about Zach Wilson as offensive coordinator? No. Look, I, yeah. And, and seriously, if Robert Sala is devoted to LaFleur, LaFleur has shown flashes that he can be a competent offensive coordinator. The idea all along was for this young staff to grow together. So keep them all together. Next year's a put up or shut up year and roll with LaFleur one more year and uh, fire him if it doesn't work. Now, I don't know what Woody thinks. What does Woody think, Cos? Woody is uh, not very happy right now from everything I hear, but no one really knows what to predict from that. But there, he is very, very unhappy. Well, I think I think what Robert Sala should do the day after the season ends, when they start having their discussions, he's got to hand Woody a positive vibes T-shirt. I think that's imperative. And uh, Robert Sala, if you're listening, I know you listen to this podcast more than once a day, but uh, I would do that. Positive vibes only. Oh, well, there'll be positive vibes. How about this? Sean Payton, head coach, Frank Reich, offensive coordinator. Your thoughts? Oh, yeah, that that would be a dream scenario. But uh, I spoke to Peyton a few weeks ago and he said, uh, if uh, Jake Brown is still doing the podcast, I don't want New York. Uh, No, obviously, Peyton would be a home run for any franchise. Peyton with uh, with cause as offensive coordinator would work, but I can't see Peyton coming to a situation where the quarterback situation is what it is right now. There are other attractive spots uh, that Peyton will be interested in. And yeah, I think that's a pipe dream at this point. Cause, what do you think? Yeah. Pipe dream. I, I don't think Sean Payton wants to work for Woody Johnson either. I mean, he's going to have, He's going to be evaluating ownership out there. I don't think he, I don't think this is the situation he'd want to come to. Guys with options aren't going to, are going to want this. You want to come here. I don't think right now. So it's not attractive. We'll stick with Sala. Next year is, is the put up or shut up year. Playoffs are bust without a doubt. And if they get the right quarterback, you know, once you get in the playoffs, who knows? They could contend for a Super Bowl, but you got to find that right quarterback. Look, all the years the Giants fired coaches after two years, McAdoo, Less than two years, Shermer two years, Joe Judge two years. You know, that ran counter to John Mara's continuity and stability mantra. So, and the Jets just had Adam Gaze for two years. Robert Sala is not Adam Gaze. When the Jets hired Sala, they hailed his leadership abilities, a CEO type with an emphasis on defense, obviously, but he is not Adam Gaze. Give him another year and give him a quarterback, and let's see what happens. Who do you want a quarterback? Are you on the car train, Garoppolo? 
I'd like Garoppolo, but the problem with Garoppolo is he, he can't stay healthy. So I would be happy for, a, if I was a Jet fan, I'd take either one of them because both are professional caliber quarterbacks who can win with the kind of defense the Jets have now and Garrett Wilson and maybe Elijah Moore. What the hell happened to him this year, Kaz? <laughs> yeah, the whole uh, Elijah Moore and Michael Carter both, sir, from the uh, 21 class has, has, not, has not gone well in their second year for them. Uh, I think, too, the question, Serby, is if you do sign Garoppolo or Carr, who's your backup? Backup Mike White and Zach Wilson are the backups. And you're bringing both of them back, huh? I'm bringing both back, yep. How could you – well, you can't trade Zach now. Not not when his, not when his value is this low. That would be – What are you paying Mike White? I'm, I'm not in charge of the finances here, cuz. Eight million, six million. I don't know. I, hey, I would, be, I would welcome Mike White as a backup, as a backup to either Garoppolo or Carr. So you got nine million tied up in Zach Wilson, right? What's Jimmy G or Derek Carr going to cost you? Thirty million a year, something like that, right? So now you're talking to you about forty million. Then you're doing Mike White for five. You're paying a lot of money at one position. It's going to be big, hard to hard to sign other people with all that money tied up at quarterback. So that's true. But the quarterback is the most important position, and the Jets will Jets will not win without a competent quarter, a competent veteran quarterback who knows his way around the around the ropes. I just don't, I don't think you can bring Wilson and White back. I think you know unless unless you're not signing somebody. I think if you're signing one of those guys, you that somebody's not coming back. Didn't Sala say uh, today that he's going to? Try to develop Zach Wilson come hell or high water. Well, it's been a lot of hell and a lot of high water this year, that's for sure. But I, I wouldn't give up on. I would not give up on the kid. I just, I, I just wouldn't. They believed so much in him. Joe Douglas went to bat for the kid, raved about him, made of the right stuff, all that stuff. Should have drafted Justin Fields, as it turned out. But yeah, I'm, I'm not sold. Think. I'm not sold on Justin Fields either. Justin Fields is a great runner. He can't throw the ball though, so I, I just don't. yeah, I know. But when you when you run for 150 yards, that's pretty good too. That we've seen in this league, that does not last very long. There's not many guys who could do that for 10 years. But right? if he's like, the Jets' quarterback this year, they're in the playoffs. It's not even close. If he was the quarterback, I don't know that. I mean, I, don't I know. think they are. They he's he's not an effective passer. You don't think he's a young Cam Newton? Cause he could be a young Cam Newton. He's big enough to absorb the beating when he does run. Cam's the one guy that kind of did it for a lot of years and it didn't 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 get hurt. Everybody else usually gets hurt playing that style of football. Yeah. Well, Zach Wilson has gotten hurt not not playing that style of football. Yeah. I just don't know how you don't give up on it. I, I get he's young and he kid he could get better, but he's just been so terrible, Serby, that like and I get this value is low. You're you might not even get a seventh round pick for him, but if they could find any way to shed that money or like well, I- yeah, but it's the finances and it's the fact that you're going to give up on the second overall pick of a draft and not get anything back for them. I think they have no choice. They have to. They have to try to develop them. Now, in getting back to Mike LaFleur, you know, you could argue, look at the job the Giants have done with Daniel Jones and that, that coaching staff. Uh, John Mara, of course, before the season start started, said we've done everything possible to screw Daniel Jones up. Well, they did everything possible to uh, – turn Daniel Jones into a franchise quarterback. The Jets have not, Mike LaFleur, LaFleur has not done that with Zach Wilson. Now, again, we've seen signs that LaFleur can coordinate an offense even a year ago with Mike White and, and Josh Johnson, right? But his failing is he has not developed 
Zach Wilson. What if Zach Wilson just can't be developed? What if he's Jamarcus Russell? What if he's Ryan Leaf? You know, like, okay, then then get rid of him next year. But I after two years to give up on a second overall pick in the draft, maybe he's not sal sal that word. Maybe he's not redeemable. But I don't think since you can't get anything for him right now except a bag of chips and a and a Pepsi or a Coke, try to develop him. Because Joe Douglas believed so steadfastly in this guy. So don't give up on him yet. I know maybe he can't play in New York. Maybe he is a bust. But I don't think the jury should be should be in just yet. I think your Kafka point is why LaFleur should be canned because look what he's done with Isaiah Hodgins and and the like and Richie James over there. Well, that's, they- that's Brian Dable too. You know, Salah's a defensive coach. So Mike LaFleur basically was was on his own here, right? Which is why I think you need more of an offensive mastermind than Mike LaFleur because you have a defensive head coach. All right, well, we'll see what happens with LaFleur next week and Salah and looks like Sean Payton, that pipe dream, will not be coming. Steve Serby, appreciate you coming on. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Jay. Keep up the good work. Good being on again. You know, there wasn't a single game this year that you were like, wow, we just got smoked. We were an awful team. All righty. Thanks to Steve Serby for joining us. That says adios to episode 135 of Gangs All Here, our Jets podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartz for helping me produce the show. Remember, you can watch these shows on the New York Post Sports YouTube page. You can watch full episodes of the show and make sure you catch up on all old episodes this season. We had plenty of good guests, lots to catch up on. If you have missed it, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, wherever you get podcasts, just search for Gangs All Here and follow me on Twitter at Jake Brown Radio. Follow Kaz at Brian Kaz. We will put the bow tie, I always say, because I guess I got donuts on my mind. Next week, early next week, we'll react to that season finale. And, you know, we'll look ahead to the offseason and we'll maybe have news. If LaFleur's gone, we'll react to that. But we will find out. Happy New Year, everybody. And if you made it this far, God bless you once again. For Brian Costello, I'm Jake Brown. We will return early next week, likely on Monday, to wrap up this Jets season. Thanks for listening to Gangs All Here and we will talk to you next week.